0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and member FDIC.
1: Frankie Mackay, uh, cricket commentator extraordinaire, a pretty fine cricket player herself joins the show. G'day Frankie, how you doing?
0: I'm well, I'm well. I'm sure I can add some babble to the morning about what is sure to be a very, very exciting Cricket World Cup coming up.
1: Are you as fascinated as I am to get to the Elmwood Tavern to find out just how how much gossip goes on down there?
0: Oh, there's a lot. That's actually just down the road from me. To be fair, it's about a oh, it wouldn't even be five k down the road. So, yep, there is a lot of. Uh Very important people like to frequent there who think they have very important opinions and uh, there's a lot of gossip that goes on for sure. But as as is mentioned, very fine establishment and uh, yeah, if you want to find out the goss then uh, that would definitely be one of the places to go pull up a perch and have a lean and order a couple of pints and just uh, see what you could pick up on.
1: Well, we will reach out to Rugby Australia to see if they have any of those old mics that they shoved in the chair um, <laughs> at the uh, the Sydney Hotel all those years ago. We'll send them to you, and you can install them for us. But let's get back to some sort of sense and sensibility. Let's show the full face of the uh, the blade, shall we? Let's talk some cricket. I just threw this question out to the audience: What what is now a pass mark for the Black Caps? I, I certainly feel it has just gone up and up and up because they're always there or they're about. They're always seemingly in the final four, Frankie.
0: Yeah, and that's a really nice place to be. And I'm sure there's a lot of of New Zealand cricket fans and Black Caps fans, that that hasn't always been the way. That's been a bit of a a recent thing that's come about. So it's enjoyed. It's enjoyed by the fans. It's enjoyed by cricket lovers. But, yeah, I I think it is now reasonable that you have to be considering that this Black Caps team. They are going to be there thereabouts. They're going to find a way to find themselves, hopefully, in some finals cricket. But I also like the way they've gone about it. They've actually just kind of, they've, again, just managed to somehow fly under the radar once again All the talk, of course, is about England. It's about India at home. It's the big names. It's Australia, and what are they going to do with their captaincy dilemma with Pat Cummins? Does he come back in? There's injuries to some pretty big players all across the world, but somehow, you know, yes, it's been Kane Williamson that's dominated a little bit, but he's back, and and we're all feeling quite quietly confident. He looked pretty good in those warm-up games that actually he could play a pretty big part in this. You know, Trent Bolt back in the side as well, And, and we've just kind of, done our job we just kind of cruised along and, and played some good cricket along the way and haven't made too many waves and I actually think that's how this New Zealand team likes to play it I've been really impressed in the the couple of warm-up games I know you have to take them with a grain of salt and, and teams are trying different combinations and it's not quite at that peak intensity of, of what a World Cup game will be but I really like it I like that there were contributions across the board I, I like that the bowlers had some good days out the batters had some good days out I actually think you look at it and there's competition for places you're not just looking and saying well that's the 11 we, we're going to have to pick and we're going to have to roll with them and if we get an injury or oh, it looks it looks pretty dire I actually think we're in a really good spot with strength across the the whole squad and to me that's, what, that's what's going to win you a tournament or get you close to winning a tournament is if you've got Fifteen people who, when they're called upon, they can all do the job because it's not a short tournament you know you' you're in it for the long haul it 's the best part of six weeks, so you need that strength across the board and I actually think we look pretty good. This is quality babble by the way, quality babble <laughs> to start with Frankie,
1: uh, excellent stuff, and I think that notion of the sum of all of our parts has been the strength of New Zealand cricket for a very, very long time, especially in the white ball format been such a resilient sort of resourceful adaptable that I think a real feature of that last tournament in two thousand and nineteen was their ability to read conditions and understand yeah. what was a competitive total right
0: yeah absolutely and it's it's just finding a way it doesn 't necessarily have to be doesn 't have to be pretty it doesn 't have to be overly exciting at times i mean I think back to last world cup and it was you know, one of the big moments was Colin de Grandhomme going at what two and a bit and over for his ten over spell, and that's not glamorous. That's just getting in and, and getting the job done. And I, I think we've got a few cricketers who who are like that. To be honest, you know, yes, we're gonna we're gonna spend a lot of time. There's gonna be a lot of column inches on your your Shubman girls and your Viret Kohli's and Rohit Sharma, and there's some big names, there's some big players, and some genuine superstars, but. You know, Trent Bolt, he is one of the best white ball bowlers in the world. Matt Henry as well, he's top 10, and you basically never hear about him. So straight away, we're pretty well served then. I mean, Ish is just coming off six-foot not that long ago. Mitchell Santner, he is a cricketer who just finds a way to get, get the job done. He's not flashy, he's not necessarily overly exciting, but his record in white ball cricket is, is just phenomenal. Then you put in, there is a little bit of X factor in there. I mean, Daryl Mitchell has been fantastic. You think of a a Glenn Phillips as well. He's someone who can just turn a game on its head. And then you've got Conway, Williams and Young at the top of the order. And that's probably your most settled, cool, calm and collected top order you could possibly ask for. And and you just start thinking when you you put that together, you put a good brains trust together, you put some pretty experienced cricketers. There's there's a good chunk of this group who they know it's very, very likely to be their last one-day World Cup They want to put best foot forward. They want a chance to actually lift the thing. So, yeah, I just think when you've got a good brains trust, you've got good players, you've got players in form, you've got experience, you actually start looking at a group and start thinking, this could be pretty exciting. This, This could be a really good six weeks for us here.
1: Frankie McGuire is with us, our cricket commentator, as we look ahead to the start of the ICC Men's One Day World Cup. Frankie, I'll play selector, then you can laugh at me. Um, so we know no Southie, no Williamson for this opening game. So how's this for an 11? <laughs> Will Young, Devon Conway, Mitchell to bat three, Phillips four, Latham five, Nisham six, Santner seven, Sody eight, Henry nine, Ferguson, and Boltz. Yay or no, am I am I there or thereabouts?
0: I think you're definitely there or thereabouts. I think the question, the big question is gonna be has I mean you'd love it Wellingtonian, and has Rachin Ravindra done enough to force himself into that top eleven? As is he one of our first choices at the moment? I think he's in really good form with the bat, I think he adds you a little bit, maybe something different there as well than than what you're getting from the rest of your lineup. Of course, he offers you a bowling option as well. So it becomes the question do do you plump for a do you want to him and jimmy Nesham both all rounders both playing in your same team? Has he potentially done enough if you play both all rounders then you probably are looking at you you're possibly going to have to lose each sodi out of the lineup if you're looking at the surface that you don't necessarily think it's going to turn big. You don't think that spin's going to play a huge part. Maybe maybe you gamble on that Ravindra might be a little bit tidier with the ball, maybe a little bit more economical. He's not going to rip you out the same amount of wickets. But if you're looking for economy to partner up with Santner, you can expect to get a few overs out of Nisham as well. Maybe they go the two all-rounders. But I think... To be honest, I think that you 're probably looking at soda gets first look at it, Nishan gets first, look at it, and and then from there it 's deciding how many spinners can we put in our lineup? Do we need a little bit of extra batting by trying to shoehorn ravindra in there as well? Not sure, but but I think you're, I honestly think you 're pretty close with that eleven
1: really good side they 're up against tonight, England, the defending champions <coughs> sorry, I just needed to clear my throat after saying England world champions. <laughs> It's the game we do not mention. I I, in an opinion piece yesterday. um, The the upshot, I said, it's just it's an opening game. It's not going to define your tournament, but I really want to win it just for a just just to give me something to smile about because I'll never get over twenty nineteen. I know I'm petty and pathetic, Frankie. But do you think in any way like that?
0: Well, I think if you ask those players who were involved that day and that coaching staff who were there, I think they'd follow you. I think they'd say there's actually no getting over that game ever. You maybe make your peace with it somewhat, but I think that's a game that you know there's there's going to be some players probably in twenty years' time who wake up in a cold sweat remembering some of those moments. So you know, if, as a as a spectator, that's probably one of the greatest spectacles you've seen in in one day cricket. But yeah, it's it's a game that, that will be remembered. I think it's a game that, yeah, there's, there's some pretty negative memories that come with it as well. I remember watching it sleep deprived, just couldn't actually believe what I was seeing. So, yeah, you know, of course we want to beat England. Of course we want to start a World Cup like that. I think as well, you look at our... Look at the rest of our draw, and then the next games: Netherlands, Bangladesh, Afghanistan. The next three. So if you win this England game, and you go four and O to start your tournament off, realistically six wins probably gets you in that top four. And It really takes the pressure off. You know, the the middle chunk of that tournament for us is the is the real tough stuff: India, Australia, South Africa, Pakistan. If you can go into those games four and O all of a sudden, you're looking really good to get in that top four. You take the pressure off completely, and and that's where you can do some really special stuff. So, uh, Yeah, I'd love it. I would love it if we could get up and win it. I think it gets rid of a a couple of those 2019 memories, perhaps. Uh, I think it puts a little bit of pressure back on the defending champs. Uh, I don't necessarily think that the conditions will suit England down to a T. I think if the you just get flat wickets the whole time. I think it will. There's so much talk about the 2019, about the scores were going to be 300, 350, maybe it was going to be 400, was scored pretty regularly. There's been a little bit of chat with that as well around this World Cup. I think the, the warm-up games have shown that some pretty big scores can be made, but I just think World Cup pressure comes into it. I, I think when you if it was just normal bilateral series then yeah perhaps those scores would be around 350 I think that would play into England's hands But when you get into World Cup time, it it just all gets a little bit. Everyone gets a little bit tight. Everyone gets a little bit tense. Everything gets gets a bit closer. And I think that plays into the Black Caps' hands. I think we've got better spinners than them. I think we potentially have got batters that play the spinning ball a little bit better than them. We've got Trent Bolt as well, who just absolutely tore them apart in the last series. I think he was averaging 11 with the ball. Just looked a million bucks, and it's been a concern for England. so much so that they've gone in and they've got their specialist uh, flinger on the dog stick. They've got the left armour who's come in just to be able to throw with the you know, the batting tool, the sidearm, just to replicate the left arm angle, which is just Trent Bolt. So they are clearly concerned that that's a little chink in the armour. It was the same in 2019. So... Yeah, to me, yes, England. Look, they're fantastic. They're a wonderful side. I mean, Ben Stokes coming back and it's not that long ago he scored 180 odd against us. There'll be a few scars there, but uh, I actually, I actually like it. I like the match up. I think we could ruffle a few feathers early and and put a bit of pressure on the the defending champs because look, they've they've been they've been impressive in white ball cricket, and red ball cricket. It feels like they have really, you know, taken the game on in the last few years. So. If you can ruffle a few feathers, get a little bit of doubt in the back of the mind, then maybe it's, uh, it, it won't all be smooth sailing for the defending champs.
1: It's really six teams vying for four spots. So I know I'm not going to get any Christmas cards now from Sri Lankan, Bangladesh, Afghanistan and Netherlands fans. That That's OK. But, but I think one side that's a real rise is South Africa. The, the way they seemingly have got their batting sorted out. Both at the top, at the end, they're going to be really dangerous. And you know, they're all, I think they're a welcome addition because they they didn't look at it four years ago, did they? So is it six into four spots?
0: Yeah, yep. I think it is. Realistically, I, I think you know, Sri Lanka they were the they were the star team of the the qualifiers to get into the tournament. I think they played outstanding cricket, but. You know, they've got no runs coming from their skipper at the moment, so that starts to cause a few problems already. The drums are beating pretty loud that he needs to be out of the 11, and that's the last thing you want come World Cup time is questions around your, your captain's selection and the line-up. It just becomes disruptive, and their best player's not there. Wanindu Hasaranga, he's. He's injured, yeah. he's not going to feature. So straight away you think, well, you know, they were maybe a little bit of a, a, an outside chance, a little bit of a smoky to get in that top four. I think that's, that's gone with their star player not there. I think that that changes things. The Netherlands, Bangladesh, Afghanistan, I think it's a little bit the same. They're almost just there to ruin people's tournaments. I mean, the, the <laughs> little bit of concern yeah. I have, yeah. Bangladesh, Afghanistan, we played both of them in Chennai, and that is the ground. It's going to spin the most. That is traditionally the ground that if it's going to turn square anywhere, it is Chennai. And that, that gives you a little bit of concern. So if I'm sitting here thinking that about, you know, we're one of the best teams in the world, I'm sure there's a few little concerns from the other teams as well. Just how they're going to play a, a Bangladesh, you know, Shakib Al Hassan. Uh, you, you talk about, especially Afghanistan, the trio of Rashid Khan, Mujib, and Noor Ahmed, the left arm wrist spinner. Any one of those three could pick up five wickets on a day, win the game just on their own back. So you put three of them in a the line up together on a surface that's <laughs> gonna spin. They'll they'll tip someone up, don't you worry. We just don't want it to be us. So yeah, for me I think it's those those bottom four teams, they're always a chance. That's the beauty with cricket, you're always a chance. But I think their best chance is just come. The back end of the the tournament is is ruining someone's chances. You know, you talk about six teams going into four one of those six teams will slip up against one of those bottom four, and that could be the difference between semi-finals or, or going home
1: early. You're probably right, Frankie. Hopefully we can uh, chat uh, again regularly throughout the tournament. Thanks so much. A-plus Babble, go enjoy your day. Sounds good to me. Have a good one.